Hello and welcome to episode four of the El Lobo Solitario podcast. This is your host, Courtney Jerome, aka Jerome Fitness, and I would like to welcome you guys to a special guest today. We have William Bertolini, who is one of my clients who started with me in March. March. Started in March and he was obese in March. Uh, he certainly isn't that now, so we are just going to reel off. I'm going to interview Will so you guys can get an into insight into my coaching, my methods, um, and how my clients, specifically Will, found the whole experience and um, what his goals are at the moment going forward and what we are doing as a team from coach-client perspective um, to hopefully give you guys some motivation, some inspiration and a reality into how it actually really works and how long things take. So without further ado, um, also I need to apologise that um, it's taken me so long to do this podcast because I know a lot of you guys have been asking, but I'm doing it now, so shout out and listen. But um, I thank you guys for um, for being patient with me and for um, actually wanting me to do these things because it just shows that you guys do take some value from it. So it's greatly appreciated to all the people that um, listen to it. So... <clears throat> William, obviously you came to me in March. Obviously, I didn't know you too much. Obviously, I was managing Jets Farnborough, the gym you're a member of. Um, so let's get into a little bit about of how you were at the start of the transformation in terms of before before you thought about doing it and where your headspace was, your mindset, and why you wanted to make that change. Um, thank you for having me on, Courtney. First of all, um, I'd say... Headspace at the start, I was in quite a dark place. I um, didn't enjoy my job, didn't enjoy how I looked or how I felt mentally and both physically. Just from getting up in the morning to putting on clothes, just to see if I felt good. I would choose the clothes depending on if they made me look fat and not if I liked the clothes. Um, obviously joined Jets in January and met you there, which is where I found your Instagram and saw you did coaching and body transformations and such, which is why I uh, approached you and was interested in changing my life, really. Awesome. So do you know what was interesting? It was obviously because I tried to speak to you many times just at the front desk when you would come in. And um, and just so you know, guys, this is just so you guys can get an insight as to what Will was like before the end of his transformation. So... I would um, <clears throat> be at the desk um, greeting everybody as I would and Will would come in, try not to make eye contact with me but I'd force him to make eye contact with me and I'd make sure I'd say hello to him and have a little bit of a conversation with him but it was like trying to get blood from a stone. So obviously I know you just said about those points about not enjoying your job and not wanting to put on certain clothes and stuff like that. What what else was going through your head for you not wanting, not, not being the person you are today obviously you had, I guess, kind of no confidence. You were shy. Like, what is is that? Is that something else that affected your mindset? Obviously, you being the weight you was at that time, that made you have those old personality traits. Yeah, definitely. I'd say I was very um introverted back then, just because I didn't have the confidence and didn't feel like. I guess I just didn't feel like I wanted to talk to anyone or speak to anyone. I just wanted to get on with what I was doing and then go home and just eat I guess really okay so let's let's get into it into your I guess your first week of being coached by myself so obviously 
we initially did, um, we, we said we're going to do 12 weeks. You told me your goals and told me what you wanted to look like, etc. Um, and I guess, yeah, so if you just give these guys a little bit of an insight as to your first week, how that went, and in terms of the training aspect and the nutritional aspect as well. Um, yeah, I'd say the first week was very promising. A um, bit of a shock, obviously changing from quite a shit diet to a very well-balanced whole food diet. At the start, it was what I thought was a lot of food, but it was just a lot of quantity. And training-wise, I um I used to do weight training beforehand, but it was much more specific. I wouldn't really know what I was doing when I went to the gym, whereas training with Courtney gave me a program, so I knew what I had to do when I got there. And I'd say the first week went really well. If I remember, I lost three and a half kilos, if I do recall properly. And, um, I mean, yeah, first week started off with a bang and I was really excited to carry on the 12 weeks. So I remember, I can't remember how many weeks it was in that um, you came to me saying that you wanted to have abs at the end of the transformation. Um, and obviously, <clears throat> I knew I could I could get you that, but not in the specific time frame that we'd already set out. Um, so for a bit of perspective, guys, Will was... He was he was obese when he started with me, and in twelve weeks you're not going to go from obese to abs. Um, that's a fact, um, and I I don't like to try and take people's money, so I don't say that they need to be with a to be with me a, a period of time longer than what they initially say. But I will be honest with them in terms of their goals and see if it's a smart goal and if it's a realistic time frame for them to be able to reach that. So um, I remember having a conversation with Will. I think it was about four, maybe six weeks in, and I was like, mate, I was like. I'll be completely honest with you, you ain't going to look how you want to look in 12 weeks. You're going to need six months, maybe a little bit more. Um, and Will was really accepting of that and um, said, fine, we'll do another one once once the 12 weeks ends. Let's get these ones out of the way, see how well he does. And um, we can go from there, which is exactly what we did. Um, so let's kind of fast forward slightly into your coming close to the end of your first 12 weeks and how you felt, how you looked, and also any mental battles you had in between in, in that time frame, whether it be life throwing shit at you or just general um, mental health stuff, like you, you just had a bad day or whatever it might be, or you can't, you couldn't have been bothered to work out, or you didn't want to prep your food, whatever, whatever that, whatever that is. Yeah, I'd say the overall first twelve weeks was very good. The issue is after the first two weeks of training is when the whole country went into lockdown which kind of messed everyone's plans up. I mentally was fucked, basically. I um just didn't I didn't want to train at home. I didn't want to eat healthily because I didn't see, like, an end goal because everyone was stuck inside, couldn't do anything. So it was, it was a struggle, I'd say. As time progressed, though, I realised that I needed to train, work out. I think the third week was a struggle. I then started going for runs and just doing bodyweight circuits and stuff like that at home, which did give me progress, which was helpful. However, um, I got injured on one of my runs and I did. I spent a week where I didn't train, I didn't eat healthily and came to check in. I think I gained like five kilos in a week, which put me mentally in quite a bad way because obviously you're seeing all this progression and improvement and then life just throws stuff at you that you can't really deal with but 
I'd say once we finished those 12 weeks, compared to that start, I felt so much better. I looked better. Mentally, I was in the better place. And I'd spent 10 of those 12 weeks at home working out, doing workouts with other people just to get it done because I knew I had the goal in mind and I had to get it done. It's funny, isn't it? Because imagine if I had a crystal ball and I told you at the start of the transformation that you're going to look a certain way, you wouldn't have given a fuck whether it be coronavirus or another fucking pandemic and you'd have been like, I already know what I'm going to look like at the end of it, so you're just going to crack on with it anyway with a smile on your face. But um, <clears throat> it's, it's funny you say that. I, I Actually, where you've done so well, I can't even remember that bad week. <laughs> I actually can't even remember that. So the fact you're telling me that now, it just um, is, I mean... I couldn't care less about that bad week now. And this is what I say to a lot of people anyway, like your transformation is never going to go perfect. No one's is, there's no such thing. Um, so when, when you have those bad weeks, it's, I mean, that's why you have people like myself. That's why we have coaches to get you through those bad times, I guess. Um, and I can't remember, but I'm hoping I gave you some motivational speech to, to get over that bad week. I'm hoping I did. Um, yeah, I don't remember too much. I just remember being injured, but I think, I'm quite a straight-to-the-point person, so Courtney didn't really beat around the bush. He just kind of said, Will, mate, you know what you got to do. Just get on with it and stop making excuses. <laughs> I think there might have been a bit a bit more... Um, I think I'd have been a bit kinder than that, guys. I'm, I'm not that horrible, don't worry. Um, but, yeah, sometimes... Um, I'm, I'm, I treat clients individually, and Will's one of these people, as he said, he's very straight-to-the-point, so... I would treat him like that. I don't need. He doesn't need his hand held. He doesn't need to be babysat. Um, so he's one of these people that I can speak to directly, um, with emotional intelligence. But be like, I completely understand you, mate. I feel where you're coming from, but suck it up and fucking get shit done. Um, because moaning about it ain't gonna do shit. Um, and yeah, I mean, at the end of your first twelve weeks, you you were different fucking man. Would you not agree? Yeah, I was a lot in a much better space and um, felt much better. And I think the only issue after the 12 weeks was still being in lockdown and still not being able to go to the gym, which is what I was aiming to do. And I'd lost all this weight, so I wanted to see how much I'd progressed from when I started to where I was at now. It's, um, I'm trying to think because probably around the time I'm trying to think when we started to do the mental health um, group chats and obviously go for the walks as well. Um, as I was saying to you today, obviously I remember our first walk and seeing you in seeing you in that shape compared to what you are now. Um, obviously, it's a, you're you're a, you're a different person, but I mean, every, I guess everyone was having those battles. Um, I didn't want to train. During lockdown, there's no way I was doing home workouts. I'm a, I'm a gym man. I mean, I might have done those burpees to raise money for charity, but that that was about all I was doing. Um, but let's get into your second phase of of your fat loss um, journey, I suppose. Um, when you had decided that right, we're gonna do a photo shoot. Um, once the gyms were open back uh, back open, um, and I guess because that was probably the very very intense side of it you know and that's when the more mental challenges started to happen in terms of nutrition cardio being involved and um, back in the gym so there's more stimulus to train therefore more doms and just yeah i guess a lot more obstacles to overcome as well 
Yeah, I'd say, what do you reckon, about 16 weeks in was when the gyms reopened? Well, yeah, so March, June, July, what was fifth, 25th of July, wasn't it, wasn't it? Yeah, so I'd say about 16 weeks in, um, I did, my whole transformation was a 29-week transformation in total, and about 16 weeks in, um, gyms reopened, I got back in the gym, and I kind of just working out and seeing yourself pumped up, you kind of, I felt good, and I kind of knew I wanted to get to where I got to, so me and Courtney had a conversation about doing a photo shoot, and we decided I'd need a bit longer than six months, so which is why we did seven months, and um, and then he um, obviously became much stricter because I had this end goal, and obviously you want to look good for a photo shoot. There's no point doing half work and getting to a photo shoot and spending all this money and then not having the physique that you want to have. So he um, increased my cardio, which, I mean, that was tough. I don't enjoy cardio. I don't think anyone enjoys cardio. But What, what would you say to people that are going to listen to this podcast? Because this is something that I wanted to touch on. People think, whether it be for you, whether it be for me, anyone, oh, it's easy for you. Like, I, I have no idea where that naivety comes from. I fucking hate cardio. When I was doing cardio every day for two, three hours a day um, during 2018 in my prep, I didn't enjoy it once. But like you said, you think of that end goal. That's the thing that pushes you or motivates you to do it. But it's more the discipline side of things. Yeah, so, I mean, as of, throughout my whole transformation, Courtney was making me do 400 calories of cardio, which I remember very clearly first time I did it, it took me 36 minutes to do. And I think by the end, the fastest I did was 15 minutes. So progression is obviously there. My fitness was there. When we got more stricter, ready for the photo shoot, Courtney was making me do 800 calories a day on top of weight training. I tell you what, no one wants to be doing that <laughs> because it's not fun. But I knew it was what I had to do. So I would split it up, which is something I recommend just... If you're doing a large amount, split it up. It makes it go quicker. It makes it easier. So I'd be doing a session in the morning. I'd get up at half five, go do 400 calories of cardio, get home, have a shower, then go straight to work, come home from work, go to the gym, do my weight session, another 400 calories of cardio. I don't want to do it. I don't want to get up at half five in the morning. But if you want to look good, and obviously I was doing this photo shoot, so I wanted to look good, it just it's something you ha- you have to do. It's not hard doing cardio. It's just boring. It's tedious. Just put your headphones in and get it done. So would you say that it's important for people to be realistic about making, having to make sacrifices, whether it's sacrificing an extra hour, half an hour of sleep, sacrificing that extra few calories that they wanted to consume through cake, chocolate, pizza, whatever the fuck it might be? Um, how important is sacrifice in terms of being able to achieve your goals? Yeah, I'd say sacrifice is very important. I mean, sleep is also very important, which is something I, at the start, was shocking out. I'd go to bed at 2 in the morning, get up at midday, whereas when I was doing this progression, I realised that research and speaking to Courtney's sleep is also very important. So if I'm getting up at half five, I know I need at least seven hours sleep. Yeah, the football might be on, it gets to half time, I want to watch the rest of the game or I might be watching a film that I want to watch. But I know I need to go to bed right now because in seven hours' time I need to get up and I need to do my cardio. And it's just something you've got to sacrifice. Why would you 
not want to be in the best physical shape you can be. If you know you can do it, then why sacrifice two, three hours sleep, finishing, I don't know, the football or the film you're watching or going out with your mates to then get to the end of this and go, oh, well, if two weeks ago I hadn't done that or I hadn't gone to my mate's birthday party and eaten all that cake, I'd be in better shape. It's always that thought of your like hindsight. Oh, I wish I did that. Or if I did that as well, you could have done that. You know, it's 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 about taking fucking control and then executing on that situation, that goal that you have. Um, I've I've heard every excuse under the sun, everyone, and that's one thing I I would commend you on is that you never gave me excuse. You were like, it was black and white. You did it or you didn't do it and you would accept it whatever it was and then you would move on and choose to um rectify that thing um for the for the next week or for the next day whatever that may be but um <clears throat> i think what's what's important listen anyone who follows any coaches or any good programs um protocols on nutrition and training and all the other bits that come with it because it's not just, like you said, it's not just calories in versus calories out. You have to think about managing stress, um, where your mental health is, sleep. I think sleep is one of the most important factors which gets neglected by a lot of clients and their coaches as well. Um, but this is where I think it's important for habits to be implemented. Like I remember that when you told me for the first time um, what time you went to bed and I was like, Jesus, like, fuck, man, that's late. I don't know how you can stay up that late. Um whether it be watching porn, I don't know what you're doing, or on Xbox playing Call of Duty. Um, but I mean, so for me now, um, I'm I'm ready to go to bed at like half eight, nine o'clock, latest ten o'clock, and I'll know about it if I go to bed at ten, even if I get up at six and I've had a good amount of REM sleep. Um, I'll I'll still know in terms of like throughout the whole day my where my energy levels are at if I've gone to bed earlier or not. Um, what was the most challenging habit that you had to change and one that you had to, I mean, I guess the habits that you had to start as well? Um, I'd say, I mean, the most important habit change-wise would definitely be sleeping, I'd say. People, as you say, underrate sleep so much. Just, if you don't get enough sleep, you can't function properly. And people say, oh, I can function on five, six hours sleep. Yeah, no one can, mate. It's not how it works. Get seven over seven hours of sleep every night because it's important and then you can function properly. I'd say habit-wise would be obviously sleep and obviously diet was a big part of my transformation. It's just eating what you get told. So I was on meal plan for most of my period of my transformation. I did do tracking for, I think, about six weeks. But... If Courtney tells me I've got to eat these five meals a day and this is all I can eat, then that's what I'm going to eat. My last three weeks, I was on 1,400 calories training days and 1,100 calories rest days, which you think, I'm still doing 800 calories of cardio every day. There was no rest days for me. It was five days a week weights, seven days a week cardio every day. So I'm functioning on barely any food, barely any calories. I still live at home. My parents are still getting takeaways. There's cake at home, there's biscuits, crisps. And 
that it might be in the cupboards, but I know that Courtney's told me that that's all I can eat. So that is exactly all I'm going to eat. There's no point making excuses saying, oh, it was my friend's birthday, so I went out and I had two glasses of Prosecco and a piece of cake. Like, no, you can go out. I, I still went out. It was a couple of my friend's birthdays. It was my birthday. I went out, but I still stuck to plan. And you just got to get it done. What advice would you give to people that are currently on a transformation now or thinking about starting up, with, whether it be myself or another coach, um, what would you say for them to start focusing on now before they even make that decision, whether they have any experience on dieting and training themselves or not? I'd say, is first of all, if you do go with Courtney or any other coach, just listen to the coach. That's who you pay your money to. They're the people trained and qualified in doing this. You don't know what you're doing. I didn't know what I was doing at the start. If you just listen to your coach, you'll get the results that you want. I'm going to butt in there. Definitely listen to your coach, but ask questions because you'll be able to find them out quicker if they're shit or if they're any good. So, yeah, hopefully you get your hands on a good coach. Obviously, if you come to me, you're going to be in good hands. But um, I'd happily recommend a few coaches um, as well if someone doesn't come to me, whether it be personal preference or whether it be price range, I'd be happy to recommend coaches to anyone that listens to this podcast as well. Yeah, and um, I mean, even before you start, habit-wise and diet, training, even if you do none of it at the moment, the whole transformation might look physical, but it's definitely all mental. You just have to get it done. Get in your mindset that you can do whatever you put your mind to and wake up every morning with that mindset, whether that's get up and go to work and meet that target your boss wants you to do, or do this transformation and smash it. Um, what would you say when it comes to battling mental health issues while doing a transformation or physical health issues, um, whether it be the physical health issues on yourself, getting an illness, which is either life-threatening or just very, very severe, or a family member going through something as well, or even a bereavement as well. Um, because I think a lot of people are quite naive to have, they'll, they'll be on a transformation and they think, right, I've started it now, so I'd like it for life not to throw any obstacles at me. That's all well and good if it doesn't happen in the time that you're with me. But what if you achieve your goals? So let's say you achieved your goals with me, as you did, and then let's say one of your family, like close, close family members dies the next day, you could easily fucking spiral out of control, couldn't you? So how important is it to to be aware that shit is st still going to be thrown at you? And how do you go how did you go about overcoming that um, those obstacles as well? Yeah, I mean, life is going to throw shit at you no matter what you're doing or how you are. You might be having the worst day ever and so it, something will make it even worse. Or something great might happen. I mean, I had a couple deaths in the family. One actually very recently, yesterday. But I'm still eating. I'm still like... You just got to get on with life. If the people aren't around anymore, then there's nothing you can do about it. Obviously, yes, it's sad, it's upsetting. But you just, just suck it up, basically. It's not going to change your life. 
because they're not around anymore. You're the only person who can control what you do. And don't use these people as excuses because I'm sure if they were still around now, they wouldn't be very happy with you using them. No, I, I completely agree. Um, and like you said, it is fucking hard to try and be positive and try and be grateful every day. But the key word in everything that I just said there was you have to try it. So the reason why I get up at five, six o'clock in the morning and I jump on Instagram and I shout and I scream and try and be positive because I know there's so many people out there that struggle to do that. And the amount of people that have messaged me over the past few weeks saying they they get up and they were motivated by my stories on Instagram or they they live for those stories, you know, and they're like, thank you so much for for putting that out there, that positive energy out there. Um, <clears throat> what's funny is when I started doing this as a job, um, I, I've only been online for the past, I think, three years and I've been doing um, coaching for the past seven, nearly eight Um so I was just on the personal training side of things to start with and I was so naive coming into it with my mindset towards how it all works. My mindset was, right, from minute one to minute 60, when that person is with me doing one-to-one -one coaching, that's when the coaching starts and that's when the coaching ends. And it's like, it's so much more than that, especially now. And that's why I actually think online coaching is a lot more beneficial than personal training, depending on the training that you get anyway. But there was there was a few times where you didn't reach out for it, but I was emotionally intelligent enough to, to realise you was having a bit of a shit time struggling for whatever reasons it might be, just because you're going through a severe fat loss phase and it's hard. Um, and the fact that you had some issues going on, like some family issues going on as well, and I would just reach out and just try and keep your head level and um, just make sure you remember why you started this and why it's important to you. And that's one thing that every single person who listens to this podcast and who starts a transformation, your why needs to be at the forefront of your mind throughout the whole of the transformation because that's the thing that's going to anchor you to it. Whether someone dies in your family, whether you get injured, whatever the fuck it may be, unless it's something that solely inhibits you from being able to continue the transformation, let's say you break a leg or whatever the fuck it is, well, even then, I've got clients that have had broken legs and they'll train upper body still, you know. Unless you physically can't do any any aspect of the transformation, food and the training side of things, it sounds so weird me saying this now, but you you don't have an excuse. There is no fucking excuse. Yeah, no, excuses are just for people who are trying to get out of getting it done, I'd say. You just, yeah, literally just get it done, everyone. If you start up, do what he says and get it done because an excuse is just lying to yourself. You might give Courtney an excuse like, oh, I went out, I did this, I ate this, I drank this, I skipped training this week because I felt like I had a cold. But the only person that's going to actually have the impact is you. You're the only person who if you do carry on this transformation, it's going to look back and go, why did I do that last week? Or why did I do that six months ago? I could have been hitting a new PB today if I didn't miss that week of training. Or I could have lost an extra kilo, kilo and a half if I hadn't had done that week where I just ate shit all week. Yeah, that's that's so true. It's that, it's that thought of regret. Or oh, sorry, um... I'm trying to think of the word um, of I, I could have done more like did did you give it everything like you said 
um, in in my own personal experiences when I was in prep in 2018 and I and again this is where that naive mindset from the outside world comes in and they think because I'm a coach myself or because I work in a gym they think it's easier for me I don't know what part makes it easier for me I still have to stay on track with food I still have to do workouts when I'm fucked and um, I've got shit going on in my life um, I still have to get up early I still have to do my cardio you know um, life will still throw obstacles at me <clears throat> and holy shit man I, th- I threw my toys out of pram a couple of times at my coach um, and was like I'm not fucking doing this anymore and um, you just have a moment and then you, you calm down you remember your why why you're doing this and um, you, you persevere because it's that thought of it's, it's that end goal and, and, and being where you want to be and will you be satisfied the the a good example for me was um, I had two good showings in my first two shows, 2018, and then I had the British finals. Um, I messed up the night before. I took these like natural water tablets from Holland and Barrett. Um, you're supposed to take them like paracetamol um, and do two every four hours. I'd done six in one go. So my body literally tried to get every milliliter of water out of me. So I was pissing every five minutes, didn't get a wink of sleep. And then I woke up in the morning to find out that one of my friends had been stabbed and um, it was nearly fatal. And uh, uh, his best friend that was with him at the time um, had also been stabbed and that unfortunately had lost his life. So um, obviously I didn't know that guy, but it's still upsetting um, to hear that. So I didn't want to be on stage that day. And the people that saw me there and came to watch me saw just just knew that I was just lifeless on stage. I didn't want to be on there, but I didn't want to end my season like that. So... I'd already been dieting for 10 months. Um, so for you guys struggling to do one week, I've got no sympathy for you. Um, but um, I decided that I couldn't go out like that and I knew I hadn't reached my best yet. So I decided to do one last show, which was in a month's time. So it was a total of 11 months dieting and it happened to be my best showing to date. I qualified for the Arnold Classic in Barcelona and South Africa and kind of solidified solidified myself that year 2018 as one of the best natural athletes in this in this country um and i didn't win that show actually i came third but it was an untested show it was my first bodybuilding show um and i got to do my routine and it was just an incredible experience on the day um doing something that i'm passionate about that i love um and doing it kind of stress free um and there's no better feeling. There is no better feeling than accomplishment. And this is where I think, like like you mentioned earlier, and it's a big aspect of my coaching that the mindset is the most important thing which is going to get you to achieve any of your goals. And this relates to all aspects of life, not just fitness. And that's something that I try to put across to you from the get-go and to all my clients that what I'm trying to teach you is not down to getting you a six-pack. Six it's down to getting you that promotion at work. It's down to getting you through a bad patch when a family member dies or gets sickness and you have to suck it up and, and, and accept that situation and be able to move on with your life because whether you have responsibility or not, your 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 life is your responsibility, you know. Um, do you want to live or do you want to exist? Because I'm pretty sure every single person in this world would want to live rather than exist then exist otherwise we may be dead we, we may as well all be dead um and that's why it's 
I just can't stress that enough. It's so important to accept everything in life, the good, the bad, the ugly. And um, people are going to die. We're all going to die. People are going to get sick. People aren't going to get sick. Um, life is going to have an amazing moments. You're going to have amazing, you're going to meet amazing people, have amazing friendships, relationships, go on holiday, make beautiful memories. You really do have to take the rough with the smooth. And like, I think that's something that you did exceptionally well. Um, especially with you obviously having the news with your stepdad um, during lockdown as well, who's some, someone that lives with you has been in your life however many years and someone that I'm assuming that you look up to in a way. Um, so yeah, if you if you don't mind speaking on that, yeah, no, that's that's absolutely fine. So um, I'd say what probably three months ago now, my um, stepdad wasn't very well, and um, obviously all the doctors suspected coronavirus because those were the symptoms he had. Went to hospital multiple times. They all said, yeah, no, you got coronavirus. Yeah. yeah. This was before they were doing the tests, and then he uh, luckily he's got some private healthcare, and um, they did some more tests, and um, he's got stage four cancer in his bones, in his lungs. He's even got brain cancer, and obviously that does hit home when you live with the person. I've known my stepdad for thirteen years now, so. I'm 19 at the moment, so I I have grown up with him around me constantly, and it does it does make you look at life differently when something like that occurs. But it helped me positively because it made me think anyone can get it, anyone anything can happen to anyone at any point. Do do I want to go out, live till I don't know, say I'm 40 years old and in the shape I was, obese, and have the chance of getting heart disease or different illnesses, diabetes. No, if I can change it now, change myself, change my life, live healthily, live longer and just enjoy what I've got, then why wouldn't I? Yeah, no, completely, completely agree with you there, mate. Um, Like you said, it's about living with regret and regardless of whether you are going to accept it or not, life is still going to throw shit at you. So um, it's just about persevering, isn't it? And just staying staying disciplined to your goal, staying, atta- staying anchored to your why and doing your best. Because again, as we said, it is hard. Just trying your best to give yourself the best, um, put yourself in the best situation of being able to come any of that really. Yeah, as long as you give 100% into whatever you do, even if... You give 100% and other people might not think you're giving 100%. As long as you know you're giving it your all and you're trying your hardest, that's all anyone can ask for you. What would you, this is going to be a good one, what would your advice be on when you start something like this, whether it be a fitness goal or any type of goal, um, when friends or family doubt you or don't support you in the decision? What would your response be? What what would what what best advice could you give to people that have started a transformation and Amar, their parents or whatever is like, why are you doing that for? You don't need to need to lose any weight or don't get too bulky. You know those stupid fucking questions that you get. Um, yeah, I mean, I got it straight away. I told my mum. I I'd said multiple times that I would be cutting 
I I was doing it by myself then. After a week, I'd order a pizza or something. I'd give up, and then I signed up with Courtney. I'd obviously spent a good amount of money on purchasing Courtney's skills, and told my mum, my sister. They were like, "Why why are you doing that? You can't do it yourself. So why would you pay someone X amount of money to do it?" And then when I saw, when I've done my twelve weeks, and people came and saw me, I had. Normally, friends are much more encouraging. Family members are more like, oh, you don't want to look too skinny or, oh, you don't want to be that bulky, really. And, I mean, they're your goals, so do whatever makes you feel happy. And uh, FYI, Will's sister is a client of mine now, and she's been with me nearly six months. <laughs> and she's also doing fantastic. So those Bertolini bloodlines, uh, they've definitely got some good genetics in there, especially when it comes to the mindset side of things. Um in terms of your mindset now and how it's changed you, I know you've already touched on a few things, but let's speak about the the shyness, the confidence, the wearing clothes, and just I guess, I guess your general outlook to your the, the physical aspects of what you used to look like. Yeah, I mean, looking back on it now, I definitely was obese and I definitely wasn't in good shape. I mean, back then I was very naive. I thought, yeah, I've got some muscle. I'm a big guy because I'm tall so I mean it kind of helps if you're fat and tall you don't look as as fat to put things into context guys William is six foot two six foot three six foot three and has played rugby before and don't get me wrong when I first looked at him I thought there, there could be a good amount of muscle on there um, but then you look at the upper body then you look at the lower body and how disproportionate they were and I've said this to many people before I'm like and this isn't this isn't a disrespect when I say this to people I'm like you have got not even half the muscle you think you have underneath all that fat. So let's just drop some body fat and then see how you look after that. And then you can make some new goals about wanting to get bulky and add muscle tissue, etc., and things like that. <clears throat> um, so, yeah, like I, I looked at Will and I, and, I, and I said to him, I'd asked him how long he'd trained for and... I'd I'd watched him train, and this this is what something I do with every single. If I'm a member of a gym, more often than not, um, I'd have watched you, um, not in a stalky kind of way. I'm just interested to see how people train and see how effective they are in their execution of exercise and also their intensity as well. How long they're training their thumbs on their phone rather than the muscle group that they're supposed to be training. Um, and I'd watch Will train and. It, I mean, I can say this now because he doesn't train like that. He trained like a bloody tart, you know, he trained like a fairy. Didn't train hard at all, um, which is the complete opposite now. Um, so I knew that he wasn't going to have this Hulk-like physique underneath the body fat that he had. Um, but we're certainly changing that now, aren't we? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I can happily say that I did train like a tart. I put so much more effort and give my 100% now when training. And at the end of every session now, I'm fucked. <laughs> so which is a good thing but yeah I mean as you were saying before mentally what me being shy and unconfident and basically introverted I'd say just just looking better just makes you feel better and then mentally it just gives you all these other aspects to go on like just confidence just going out with friends meeting people talking to people I've had many of Courtney's clients message me or speak to me come up to me in the gym Say, oh, I saw your photo shoot. Beforehand, I would have just been straight to the point, very short, sweet conversation, trying to avoid that aspect, basically. Whereas now I'll respond to your messages, 
I happily enjoyed speaking to everyone at the gym that comes up to me. You're so an influencer now, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't say I'm an influencer, but yeah. And it's just it's just nice being able to just I don't know, just feel Happy? Yeah, happy and confident and just ready to get on with your day and do whatever you want to do basically. No, I completely agree with you, mate. <clears throat> and um that's the key word I think there is that happiness should be everyone's end goal. Um I don't think I don't think enough people are happy. Um especially with the shit that's going on in the world at the moment. There's so much madness going on and it's a lot it's a lot harder to be happy. Um but like you said, this is why going through something like this, this whole transformation, this is why I say on every single post I bang on about it, it's a mental and physical transformation and the more important part is the mental transformation. I've got two I've got I've got some people that are currently with me at the moment and some people, some ignorant people would look at them physically and think, that's a load of shit. He hasn't done anything for them. And funnily enough, I'm most looking forward to their testimonials because where they were mentally and how they are now and what they're going to take from this carrying forward for them for the hopefully the rest of their life, um, that's my goal. My, my goal, listen, as, as much as I do run a business and this is my living, I don't expect people to stay with me for the rest of their life. I'd, I'd be doing a disservice, you know. I, I clearly wouldn't be that good. I want to give you guys the tools and the mindset so that you don't need me anymore. You don't need any coach. And that when you want to, again, go through whatever phase it is, whether it's a fat loss phase or a maintenance or a muscle building phase, you have the knowledge and skills, but most importantly, the mindset to be able to do that. And I think that's something I learned with you very, very early on, that you do have that now. You know how to track. However, you prefer a meal plan. I'm the same. I like to eat from a meal plan and just know that I've got to eat the same meals every single day. I'm a very good at, in the kitchen, so I know I can make the meals taste nice. Um, and I look at them rather than as an ingredients list rather than as a meal. Um, I prefer to get all my clients to track because they'll learn more from it and then it doesn't have any restrictions on foods for them. Um, but if people like yourself, you were like, nah, stick for a meal plan for me, please. And that's absolutely fine to have. Um, to sign off, what would be your best either quote or advice you can give to anyone just wanting to achieve a goal i think he's gonna get he's getting his phone out like a guy so i'm pretty sure he's got some saved on there now so um i think we're gonna hear quite a good one but um guys thank you so much for listening to this um you can find will's instagram what's your at on instagram will underscore bertolini is my instagram I'll be tagging him on, I mean, you can go to my Instagram and you can find it all here, but I'll tag it in the notes on here as well. You can find this podcast on Spotify, iTunes, all the major platforms as well. But um, So yeah, William, what's this quote that you're going to give to us now? I'd say, first of all, advice-wise, just give it 100% and work as hard as you possibly can. Do what Courtney or any other coach is telling you and just stay on track and just keep it up even if you have yeah like one of these weeks where you don't where you mess up you slip up just make sure you get up the next day and you just crack on with life and quote wise this is a an old quote but it's a good quote and it's it's stuck with me and i hope it sticks with you and it is no citizen has a right to be an amateur in the matter of physical training what a disgrace it is for man to grow old without ever seeing 
the beauty and strength of which he is capable. And I'll leave you there. Thank you very much, Courtney. Awesome. Will, thank you so much for coming on, mate. It's been an absolute pleasure. Guys, um, next podcast, we'll be doing weekly podcasts now. Uh, they're going to be recorded every single Friday and they'll be released um, on a Saturday. So um, I hope you guys enjoyed this. Uh, I'm sorry that I've been on a hiatus, but I promise that I'll be coming coming back now with a vengeance and you'll be getting a lot more content-wise um, from me. So guys, thank you so much. And um, like William said, stick with your fucking goals. Be disciplined. Motivation is not always going to be there. But also, if you ever need to reach out and talk to me, whether it's about fitness or not, please, please, please don't hesitate to DM me and we can have a nice chat and um, I can try to help you um, overcome whatever battles you're going through. Thank you so much, guys. Jerome Fitness out.